the what the fantasy man what's up this is tj hushmanzada and i'm here to welcome you to the fantasy podcast here's your host james wiley and aaron kelly Welcome in to the What the Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, James Wiley, and this is Aaron Kelly here with me. As our good friend TJ Hushmanzada just introduced us, we won't double introduce ourselves all the time, but this is our first episode. So I'm James. Get used to my voice so you can tell who's who. Aaron, how's it going? Yo, Jim, what's going on? Mr. Hushmanzada leading us in. That's very, very, um, I guess, professional is, is how I would put it. Yes, very unlike us because we are not very professional. Nah, we're just a bunch of goons talking about fantasy football. I guess that's what we like to do. In addition to TJ Hushmanzada, I'd like to thank King Kaz, VNAPS, P, Wiree, and Crazy Kyle for their contributions to our intro yeah that's great it sounds wonderful it gets me excited to do the podcast and hopefully it gets people excited to listen yeah absolutely so we are sort of rebranding a former podcast that we had we had a podcast called the dffl podcast it was very uh league specific and we had a couple people who would listen in and they were interested in our podcast they had fun listening to us but the topics didn't really apply to them that much because it was very league specific. So we decided to rebrand, generalize, and what we came up with is the What the Fantasy podcast. Because how many times do you find yourself on a Sunday or a Thursday or a Monday saying, what the f***? And we're replacing that with fantasy. Too many times, Jim. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so just a little bit of what you can expect from the What the Fantasy podcast. We are amateur fantasy football players, and we're going to give you amateur fantasy football predictions. I know, Aaron, you're very staunch in the fact that we're all amateurs. Nobody is a a professional at this other than the fact that they get paid to do things. But they're not really doing too much more or seeing too much more than we can see. Yeah, and again, we're doing the research as much as we can, just like anybody else will. And we hope that the research we give you provides you with a slight edge in your fantasy football exactly so things you can expect from us pre-draft rankings we'll go through some mock drafts as we get closer to draft season uh waiver wire suggestions during the season fun unique segments like bullcrap or no crap football feud one of my favorites we got guess who we have a lot of segments that uh you'll have a lot of fun with hopefully listening along and hopefully they encourage you to stay with us all right awesome so do we want to get on into this thing or Or what? We got one thing we should do first. Uh, You want to lead us in on that? Sure. So as everyone knows throughout the world, I'm sure, on Sunday morning, Kobe Bryant passed away and eight other people, one being his daughter. So we want to take just a minute of time to recognize the icon that he was and the legend that he was in basketball and throughout world sport. We recognize it's fantasy football podcast and, and Kobe was a basketball player, but really Kobe transcended basketball player. He was an athlete that inspired millions of athletes to really take on what he called the Mamba mentality and just work relentlessly to become the best that you could possibly be. I, for one, know that, you know, I was a Laker fan in early high school, late middle school, uh, particularly because, you know, I'm a big man and i 
I liked Shaq. Kobe and Shaq together were just great. They had their little feud where I kind of sided with Shaq for a little while. But as I matured, I realized that Kobe wasn't really in the wrong there. It was just time for them to go on their separate ways. I know that Kobe grew up in Italy, and so that has some ties to you. He did. He is a huge AC Milan fan, which I'm a fan of. So he, growing up from, I believe, age 6 to 13 in Italy, grew up red and black. That He bleeds red and black because that was his first love, soccer and AC Milan. So I can appreciate that. Awesome. So rest in peace, Kobe and Gianna. We appreciate everything you've done for the athletic world and, and the world in general. All right, Jim. So... Now that we are officially getting into the beginning of the fantasy season, which is basically the offseason, reviewing what happened the season before, we do have a few things, some significant news to go over. So how do you feel about starting with Mr. Eli Manning and his retirement? Yeah, uh, a lot of our news is going to be quarterback based right now because this is our quarterbacks episode. We'll update you on other news as well um, regarding running backs and wide receivers and tight ends in those specific episodes. So, Eli, um, I mean, a, a notable career. Absolutely. Can't take that away from him. But the big thing is, is he a Hall of Famer? And that's a big debate that takes place on a lot of media stations right now. It's the biggest debate for sure, but let's just throw out a few things there. We all know he's got two Super Bowl rings. Absolutely. And you can't take that away. True. Now, for someone who's supporting Eli getting into the Hall of Fame, that's their go-to, right? Yes. But the way I see things, when you look at a Hall of Famer, you want to look at statistics for me, because a team wins a Super Bowl, in my opinion. A team wins and a team loses a Super Bowl, whereas... A player can put up individual statistics like Eli has 366 touchdowns, which is an individual achievement. When I talk about Hall of Fame, that's what I want to talk about. Yes, championships help, but to me, it's about what the individual did. So I want to take a look at how he performed throughout his entire career and how that winds up making him a Hall of Fame player without having those two Super Bowl rings. Okay. I think that without the two Super Bowl rings, it's kind of hard for me to consider him a Hall of Famer. I think that those are absolutely necessary. I think the biggest argument for Eli being in the Hall of Fame would be, can you tell the story of the last 16 years of football without Eli in it? And the answer to me is no, because... They did take down the 18-0 Patriots, and then they took the Patriots down again. So in that regard, I think that he's he is a Hall of Famer. I mean, he's seventh right now all-time on touchdowns and seventh all-time on passing yards. To put it into perspective, Drew Brees currently has 547 touchdowns, almost 200 more than Eli has, and has seven less interceptions throughout his entire career. So... Which is three years longer. We'll just throw that out there. But you're not throwing 200 touchdowns in three years. And if you did, we wouldn't be having a debate about your Hall of Fame status. That's true. I just feel like Dan Marino's a Hall of Fame status player never won a Super Bowl. I'm not saying that to rub that into your face. It's just life, right? Right. For those of you that don't know, I'm a Dolphins fan. 
Tom Brady has six Super Bowls and he's done it on the field. So he's done both. Whereas Eli, he's been mediocre. He's just been a mediocre quarterback who's won two Super Bowls. 117 and 117 record. Definition of mediocre. 500 even record. Yeah. I I have a hard time thinking he's a Hall of Famer when I look at the stats. I mean, yeah, cool. He's thrown 366 touchdowns and 57,000 yards, but it's like an era of football where everybody's doing that. Philip Rivers is higher than him for touchdowns. Does that mean that Philip Rivers is a Hall of Famer? He hasn't won any Super Bowls. I mean, he's right above Eli in both passing yards and in passing touchdowns. He's sixth in both. So people using that Eli's seventh, that makes him a Hall of Famer. Like, Philip Rivers, is Philip Rivers a Hall of Famer? See, this is, I think this becomes the problem because it's been such a mediocre career that when you throw the two championships in there, which he probably, I'm not going to say he shouldn't have won, but it was almost a miracle that he did win, not just one, but two, that it actually makes you consider the fact that you have to be like, okay, he has to be in the question. How can we have someone who's won two Super Bowls not be in the Hall of Fame? So, you know, I, me personally, I lean toward no. I think he's just your slightly above average quarterback who had some very good timing for some great plays and had a very, very good defense that he was able to ride the wave of. Played 15 and a half years. He was played 16 years. He started 15 and a half of those and ended up 117 and 117. And he had seven winning seasons. So he had nine losing seasons. To me, to me, that's not a a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yes, if you look at his like his stats aggregate over his whole career and compare that to a Bob Greasy, a Joe Namath, they're going to be miles ahead because of the way the game is played right now. So many quarterbacks nowadays are throwing for those kinds of stats. So I don't think looking at the stats can tell you the whole picture Um, because if you look at him in this era from 2000 to 2020, I don't think he's in the top 10 quarterbacks. Do you? I'm not entirely sure he is. At the end of the day, it's going to come down to New York fans thinking, yes, he is. And fans who are not New York fans simply saying like, hey, look at the big picture here. Yeah. You know, we're not trying to say he wasn't good. We're just saying the Hall of Fame is something that's supposed to be special. It's saved for the uppermost tier of of the players that play in the NFL. And we don't just hand this out to anyone. Right. So I think that, again, I, I'm i not saying he was not a, a good quarterback, but is he Hall of Fame worthy? And I just, I don't think so. I don't either. And the scuttlebutt down in Miami right now, people are all talking because that's where everybody's gathered for the Super Bowl. According to the radio today, they said that it is unlikely that he'll get in first ballot for lack of a better term he would be and i don't know the entire hall of fame but in our lifetime since we've been alive would be one of the most mediocre players to ever be in the hall of fame yeah absolutely 
He think about the first Super Bowl. He was let, you know, they they went on this run because of a catch off of a helmet. Yeah. It doesn't get any luckier than that. Right, exactly. He nearly got sacked. Yeah, absolutely. So credit to him for being able to escape the sack. But, I mean, come on. Like, they also could have blown that play dead and probably today would have blown that play dead at that point. Yes. With the safety precautions that they're taking on the quarterbacks now. Yes. And I just, I feel like he just doesn't give enough. He doesn't give me enough to to be like yes he's in he's like, he's never had a year where everyone's like oh my god he's the the top quarterback in the league like not once like he hasn't been one of the top quarterback he's always been like in that average tier middle upper average tier no and i don't think anyone with a top 10 quarterback at any point in Eli's career would have said i'll take Eli over my guy right now, a lot of things people argue, not only did he win two Super Bowls, but he got two Super Bowl MVPs. I mean, come yeah, on. The Super Bowl MVP always goes – like, it always goes to the quarterback. Like, come that's on. such garbage. The defense was everything for that team. It's just that, again, Eli and a couple wide receivers made some big plays and – or some lucky plays, and that's how the cookie crumbled. Yeah. Three times he's led the NFL in, in interceptions – at no point did he ever lead the league in touchdowns or yards. It's just, I don't think that there's enough there. All right, let's not get too caught up in this. Let's move on to some fantasy-implicated quarterbacks. Right, so within the next month, Drew Brees is hoping to let the Saints know what his decision is as far as retiring. As of right now, they got Brees, Bridgewater, and Taysom Hill, who, if you want to say is a quarterback... I would argue with you, but all three of their quarterbacks on their roster are out. So Sean Payton right now does not believe that they'll be able to retain all three. So it's only going to be two of them that they retain likely at best. I think Bridgewater goes. Uh, yeah, I think Bridgewater is priced out of the Saints and they pay Breeze to stay there and they pay Taysom Hill and Bridgewater goes and finds his own st starting opportunity. I fully expect Drew Brees to be back. That's great news for everybody across the board, fantasy-wise, especially Michael Thomas. And, of course, hopefully a bounce-back year next year for my boy, Alvin Kamara. I recently picked up Taysom Hill, if you didn't notice, in our Keeper League, because I saw a little interview with Sean Payton, and he was really, really gassing him up. So... I immediately got on my phone after work and I was like, I got to see if this guy's available. And I'm pretty sure Sean Payton's going to give him a shot when Drew Brees is done. So I picked him up. If he's out there, might as well. Would You have nothing to lose if he's on waivers. Just want to clarify, that's a dynasty league, not a keeper, just because uh, keepers, you oh, have yeah, one I'm or two keepers. And we're not advocating that you pick Taysom Hill up in a like two or one, two, three keeper league. No, this is a deep, no, deep, a like 30 player roster that Aaron is picking him up on. Yeah, yeah. Very, very deep roster. And I already have Patrick Mahomes, so I'll be all right. All right. So this next quarterback I'm going to name has a lot of fantasy value for the pieces around him. So Philip Rivers. 
leaving San Diego. What's your take fantasy wise? Well, first off, I think he left San Diego a while ago. He's actually leaving L.A. Yep. Stupid producer <laughs> put uh, San Diego in our show doc. So yeah, can we can we talk about that? We might have to get a new producer already. So what do you what do you think? How does this affect? Eckler. How does this affect Keenan Allen? Hunter Henry, Mike Williams. Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon, we don't know where he's going to be, and we'll talk more. Let's assume he's there. Okay. Uh, I don't I don't like to do that. I do. I like this little, you assume until something happens. He's there, so he's there for me. No, nah, he's a free agent, so he's not there. But he's kind of there. But he's not. Stop it. All right. <laughs> They couldn't come to a, a, an agreement last year. What do you think they're going to do this? Like they shouldn't. They should have never agreed with him. Austin Eckler was the man. Yeah. But let's not. Let's let's digress. Back to back to Philip Rivers and his forty seven kids. Yeah, he just packed uh, all of them up. Yeah, uh, yeah, he he, he got about a... three planes to move his whole family <laughs> to Florida. Put him on a freighter. They're actually still going through the Panama Canal right now to get to Florida. <laughs> they. Sold their house in California. They moved to Florida. Um, and I I think there are a couple good options for him in Florida. I think that um, Winston's a free agent. I think that, you know, maybe he goes into Tampa Bay and he can, you know, slot in there nicely with Godwin and Evans. And, and then he's got two tight ends down there, O.J. Howard and Cameron Brait. There's a lot of weapons there. I think that he could slot in nicely. Um, in Tampa Bay, uh, if Jaguars were able to get out of the Nick Foles contract, he might be able to slot in there, give Minchu a little bit more time to mature. I don't foresee him going to Miami just because, you know, Fitzmagic is under contract as long as he chooses not to retire. So I think they kind of want to stick with Fitzmagic next year to ease in whoever they draft at quarterback. So I think Jaguars, I think Tampa Bay could be good landing spots for Rivers since he did move to Florida. I don't know if we're reading a little bit too much into that. I got to tell you, I hope he doesn't go to Tampa Bay. I love Jameis Winston for fantasy reasons only. That guy loves to throw, and that's that's what I want to see. I don't care. I don't want Philip Rivers down there. Philip Rivers taking away a good thing from Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. And I just don't want to see that. I am a little taken aback. I've never heard you say that you like Winston. I just know that you. I don't. In in my experience, you loathe. I, I loathe Jameis Winston, but I love him for fantasy. Okay. So it's great. It's I. The guy loves to throw the ball. You got two wide receivers that love to catch the ball. Quite frankly, these older guys, Eli, Brady, Rivers, I'm I'm tired of these guys. Time time to go. New usher in the new guard. The new guard is getting ushered in. We're still waiting on a couple pieces, I think, to be the new guard. As far as how it affects LA, it's hard to say because there's rumors of Brady going there. There's rumors of other quarterbacks. You know, maybe Winston goes there. What if Winston goes to L.A.? How do you like the L.A. pieces then? As long as he can throw and they can catch, I love it. All right. I think a lot of Tampa Bay's throwing prowess this past year has to do with the coaching change there. Absolutely. 100% agree. And if you have Jameis Winston, 
he's got the right attitude. Just let him let him sling the ball. He's gonna screw up, but hey, who cares? He's gonna connect just as much just as much as he screws up. So I want to reach into the mind of Bruce Arians. Yes. Okay, what do you think? Like before a game, Bruce just sits down with Jame Jameis, and he's like. Hey, Jameis, what are we going to do today? And Jameis is like, we're going to throw the ball. And Bruce is just like, yeah, we are. And then he's like, but what aren't we going to do today, Jameis? And then Jameis is like, we're not going to throw any interceptions. And he's like, you you got it. Go get out there and get them. And then he gets out there, drops back. Bruce Arians is super psyched. He's like, this is it. Boom. Jameis hums it. Poof. First throw, interception. What do you think is going through Bruce Arians' head every time that happens? Eh, get it? He'll get him next time. I really like. I think he's just a. He's got that Brett Favre mentality of like you know Brett Favre would have been a perfect quarterback for Bruce Arians. So Bruce Arians is just like humming in there. Uh, you take take the good with the bad. Well, through an interception, only way to come back is throw a touchdown. So you got to throw it. <laughs> so. Let's move on to the Sith Lord himself. Oh, boy. Mr. Tom Brady. It's making me feel uncomfortable having to talk about this because saying Tom Brady's name not attached to the Patriots or saying the Patriots and not attach it to Tom Brady just makes me feel weird. Yeah. You know, we've spent 20 years hating Tom Brady in New England, and now we're going to have to hate him somewhere else, um, most likely. There's still a chance. Robert Kraft came out and said he's coming back to New England. Um, Brady's had some cryptic tweets. He has had some tweet. He had a tweet that said, like, I'm not done. And, you know, he, he wants to keep playing. So there's a rift between him and Belichick. Belichick is done. He wants to move on. He had the cryptic tweet of himself in like the passageway of a stadium in uh, civilian clothes, I guess is what you would say. So people were taking that as he was leaving. I want to throw something out there. I don't know if you'll agree, but I don't think Brady leaving helps either one so the reason i'm saying that is because it in fact it helps one or the other if brady leaves and does terrible it was the system if brady leaves and does great it was brady right so one of them is going to lose unless he he ends up in the nfc and they meet in the the super bowl yes which is not going to happen because the the sith lord can't throw can't throw. Eh, I mean, he he can throw better than some. I mean, some like I think you I think you put a little bit too much negative on his arm a little bit. Um, you know, Breeze doesn't have a particularly deep arm. Rivers' arm is is shot now. He can't. He he does it. Can he throw the deep ball very well? No, but he can pinpoint accuracy. Some short to mid-range throws, which is yeah, all you 10, have to do. 15 yards. Which is all you got to do. 15 yards. And it may be, hey, Julian Edelman's like, whoa, whoa, Tom Brady's leaving. I need to 
I need to just get blasted drunk, smash up a car, get a trade to wherever he's going. I'm going to take the Antonio Brown route. <laughs> he's doing good things. Uh, um, I don't want to talk about him, but all right. honestly, name three teams right now where if Brady went, it would help fantasy value for players around him because I don't care honestly if it helps in regular football that's not what I'm here for I want to know if Brady went to the Detroit Lions because Matt Stafford left and went to New England does that make the Detroit Lions players better I don't think it increases well you know if if you assume the Lions have Stafford putting Brady in there. I think that doesn't I didn't I don't think that helps them compared to Stafford. But Stafford was out all of last year. So I think that those players will have a better season than they did with the backups that they were having. David Blau, you know, I think Brady's better than David Blau. Yes, I think. um, What if he went to Indy? I think Indy's a good spot landing spot for him. And. You think it makes T.Y. Hilton better? I think it makes all of the tight ends better. Do you think it makes Marlon Mack better? I think it makes Naheem Hines better. Yes, because the whole he's a similar player to James White. I could see that. I, I think they would have a more similar run game to New England, where you have like a lot of rotating backs. I think there's two spots that he could land, and I think the idea of those two spots would be good for Brady because he's leaving the Patriots, which is this all-powerful like dictatorship from Belichick. And if he wants to have some fun playing football before he leaves, I think there's two spots he could land. And that is Tennessee, where he can go back to his old friend, Mike Vrabel, from their days back in the early 2000s. And I think he could land in uh, Indy where the head coach, Frank Reich, was his college roommate. So if Brady wants to go have fun and still have a competitive team, I think those are two spots. If Brady's job, is, or if Brady's idea is, okay, let me go make a ton of money, he can go to Miami. He can go to, he can go to LA. I think LA actually, I think, would be a spot that it could help some of the fantasy production there. But that's the other thing. I think that Brady spreads the ball out so much that it doesn't necessarily help fantasy value of players as much as, you know, a Rivers. Rivers will focus on a guy and he'll have a good fantasy value, you know? If Brady goes hypothetically to the Titans, are you moving A.J. Brown up or down in your rankings? Down. Yes. 100%. Couldn't agree more. I mean, when you go from the best quarterback in the league to the second best quarterback... Oh, God, we just lost all credibility. <laughs> just kidding. I'm a big Tannehill fan. Not not that I really think he's great, but I like to support Tannehill. All right. All right. Let's 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 not get carried away. Let's talk about a few free agents now that you've mentioned the name. Um, Tannehill, Bridgewater, Winston, Mariota, Dak, Taysom Hill, and Nick Mullins. Any stand out there to you yeah why is nick mullins there (laughs) i put him in there kind of as a joke i mean because he did have that one little brief stint 
last year yeah. where he was fun to root for. But yeah, Nick Mullins, yeah, we're not worried not about. Be, he's not going to be fantasy relevant. Taysom Hill, I'm not worried about. <laughs> um, Prescott, I think the deal gets done with Dallas. They have to get him signed. They can't let him walk away. Um, Mariota is of no interest to me at all. Winston has fantasy value. He has a ton of fantasy value, and where he lands will be interesting to see. Uh, Bridgewater, I'm a little torn on. I think that he is... I think he's at best an average quarterback. I think he's a great, he was a great fill-in. He did a great job in New Orleans filling in for Breeze, but that's asking a guy to come in with no pressure. Like, you lose? Okay, we didn't have Breeze. Like, having a guy be the starter is another story. So I'm not sure he's a great fantasy starter. Um, and Tannehill, I think, comes back down to reality a little bit. It depends where he lands. If he lands back in Tennessee, I think he still is a usable fantasy option. But he's not in my top 10. Um, I think he comes back down to earth. And he's in that 11 to 15 range of quarterbacks that you use on a bye week or something. So, again, I think you're spot on. The three major ones here, Tannehill, Winston, Prescott, all the others, I'm probably not considering even thinking about in fantasy and like you said Dak should end up back at the Cowboys it's fine he had a great season the Cowboys definitely don't want to give that up he will be just thinking off the top of my head real quick obviously in my top 10 potentially uh, top five but we'll get to rankings later uh, as we get closer to the season Tannehill going to mirror exactly what you said here depends where he goes if it's a team where he can have the freedom of throwing but has a running back who can allow the passing game to open up he will do extremely well if it's a place where he can kind of stretch his legs as well you know he becomes another viable option there's nothing wrong with that and then lastly, Winston, I just love that he likes to throw the ball. You know I'm not a huge fan of his play, per se, as a football fan. But as a fantasy fan, you have to love Jameis Winston. Yeah, those are all good points. So moving on, we got a couple veteran quarterbacks, two cap casualties, one who potentially will be forcing himself out of his current situation. Two cap casualties. Dalton, he'll clear $17 million of cap for the Bengals. Just remember you said this earlier, so you probably have to delete that earlier yeah, one. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Okay. Dalton, he'll clear $17 million of cap room for the Bengals. So they're going to draft Burrow, and they'll use some of that money from Dalton to you know build around Burrow, hopefully for, for Burrow's sake. Uh, what? I think that this is the end for Andy Dalton. Um, he's he's done for me. He's definitely done being a starter. He might get picked up by somebody to be a backup in case their QB one gets injured. Yeah, I could see but him. I just don't see why you would. Why would you spend the money 
to have Andy Dalton. It's not like he's done anything. I would say he could have a similar situation to Tannehill, and that would be his best hope. Go to a place where they're unsure about the starter, take on the backup role, maybe come in halfway through the season and have a good showing. How does losing Dalton and hypothetically getting Burrow affect Bengal players? How does it affect Mixon? How does it affect AJ Green when well, he's finally back? Well, AJ Green is a free agent as well, so he would have to re-sign with them. You don't think he will? I think he will. Uh, there's talk of of New England. I think that's linked to whether Brady's there or not. Um, I don't know. I don't. As far as as far as Green. I just don't think it's I don't think Burrow's good for them in general. Um, I rookie quarterbacks are tough. I would find it very interesting to see Brady go to the Bengals and have Burrow behind him for a year. Uh, Brady will not be going to Cincinnati. <laughs> He's going to go to a high profile uh, market. A hundred percent. There's nothing higher profile than the Bengals. Whoa. There's Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, so, so mixing down for me, it can't get any worse for Bengal players. So mixing down, which is a shame because he's a good talent. Uh, AJ green down. Also a good talent tail end of his career, constantly injured. You know, I don't feel as bad for him as I do for Joe Mixon. And, the second player is Cam Newton. This is big because Cam Newton is not Andy Dalton. Cam Newton is a legitimate quarterback who's been battling a lot of injuries. And this is a Panther team that relied so heavily on CMC. Where You can't do that every year. Yeah, McCaffrey's going to break down if he keeps getting used at the rate that he's getting used at, and he's going to break down quick. And unfortunately for running backs, that's the mentality of NFL teams like draft them, run them into the ground, get rid of them. And they have very short career lengths. Newton, I mean, I don't I don't there's so many options like let's say Tannehill, like maybe Tannehill can replace Newton. You got a run game. You got receivers. You got a similar build to Tennessee. Tannehill could have some success there. Newton could still have some success. Now, many speculate that Newton's going to be cut to clear this cap space. However, today he did say he expects to be back in Carolina and was pretty emphatic about that. So we'll see what happens there. I've got to tell you, I think Newton going back might actually, it's crazy to say, but it might actually hurt the Panthers. Yeah. What do you think would be better options? I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, you one, can see you can see one, the quarterbacks. For one, Christian McCaffrey's never going to do what he did this year again. He just did it for two years in a row. Yes. This was insane. Yeah, but 
I don't know. I think he like I, I'm not doubting him until I see it not happen again because he did it for the tail end of 2018 and he did it for 2019. So yeah, and he's gonna go number one, and he should. But do you think that a healthy Cam Newton who likes to keep the ball himself a little bit more than the quarterbacks that Christian McCaffrey was you playing with this year takes a little bit of that thunder? Or do you think Cam Newton's at that point in his career where that's not the first thing on his mind anymore? He's not looking to run. Well, if he was smart, he wouldn't. But I think that he also hasn't found too much success outside of just running. His most successful seasons have been when he runs. So I don't think that he necessarily gets away from that. You know, he wants to be successful. I guess I would say that because of how injury prone he's been the last couple of years, that that's how it's the biggest negative for the Panthers. If they bring him back in or they keep him in there and then he gets injured. All right. Our last little bit is there's a lot of rumblings of Stafford maybe going to New England. Um, how do you see that being a fit uh, for that offense? Honestly, I like I don't mind it at all. But the problem is the receivers in Detroit are much better than the receivers in New England. New England has not done a great job of recruiting, uh, drafting, trading for receivers. They made the attempt on Antonio Brown, failure. The... Edelman has been the Josh lead Gordon. guy. Edelman has been the lead guy for how long now? He he's the only one that's consistent. And Kill Harry is supposed to be good. Verdict is still out. I just don't like their receiver core. I I really don't. Yeah, uh, it's never been a strength other than that one year with uh, Welker and Randy Moss. I just I I honestly I like Stafford's ability a little better a little more mobile throw can throw a little further i like that about him but if you don't have the players then yeah um stafford i think is a little bit like tom brady used to be he he does have the arm like we've we've seen now it was when he was younger with megatron that he had the arm and he used to play the deep game all the time Lately, the last few years, he's been playing that Patriots style of, you know, short passing game. So I think he would slot in very well there. That would be an interesting scenario if he ended up there. And the reason that there's this talk is the Lions have the third pick and there's a lot of talk of maybe Stafford forcing himself out of Detroit to go somewhere else because they may have interest in drafting Tua. Now, I've got to tell you, if I'm a fan of a football team that's looking for a quarterback and my team is hyping Tua, I'm not happy. Because of the injury history? Absolutely. 100%. I I don't want anything to do with that. I agree. And I happen to be one of the teams who is hooting and hollering for Tua. <laughs> Hopefully it's a smokescreen. You never know. You never know. Yeah. All right. So 
we're going to move on and look at our preseason ranks from quarterbacks last year and see how they finished this year and compare those. I do want to make a disclaimer. In our league-specific podcast previously, we did very early ranks. We did not re-rank them publicly right before the draft. So our public rankings. Can you give us a... What time period did we rank them? Just so... It was June. It was when? June. Yeah, so we left a lot of time in between that and the draft. Technically, technically our number one quarterback in June was Andrew Luck. And obviously that did not play out because he retired. So we are looking at some very early preseason rankings. Our rankings did change, but we did not publicize those as we got closer to our own personal draft because, you know, we wanted to kind of keep that close to the chest with our draft coming up. But now that our focus is more generalized, we're going to be providing you much more up-to-date rankings as we get closer to draft season. So our rankings, hopefully next year, our preseason rankings will be much closer to our uh, post-season rank, the post-season actual finish. For instance... Should we start? We'll count down. Okay. All right. So we're looking at top 12. Our personal league is a a 10-man league, but we acknowledge the fact that most fantasy leagues are actually 12-man leagues, so we will rank as such on our podcasts. So the 12th ranked quarterback in fantasy was, as Aaron described him, the Sith Lord, Tom Brady. Our consensus ranking, we had him at 14th. Aaron personally had him at 15th. I had him at 16th in our rankings. Not terribly far off. I mean, that 12 to 16 range, you know, that's you're basically looking at the same type of quarterback. And I think that's a pretty fair, us not being far off. I I only see Tom Brady dropping even more next year. So I think we're spot on well, with, I think we're spot on with going 15 and 16 again. <laughs> I think... I think we need to see where he lands. If he lands in a place with better weapons, you know, I could see him being more useful. Like, I think if he lands in Los Angeles, he'll be much better off than he was in um, in New England. Do you disagree with that? If he lands in Los Angeles, do you, does he crack your top eight? Uh, probably not. Okay. So he's but not. he's he's definitely moving up from 16 for me if he lands in Los Angeles, I think. Okay. All right. So then finishing 11th this year, Matt Ryan. We were high on Matt Ryan this year. and We were. We were wrong. Yeah. And I knew it. He finished as a second quarterback two years ago. So, you know, he always does that and then follows up with a bit of a stinker. And for whatever reason, in June, I was not biting and I was not uh, buying into that. And I I had him ranked kind of high. I had him fifth. Uh, You had him sixth. And that led him to be our uh, fourth overall consensus ranked quarterback. And he did finish 11th. Now, Matt Ryan obviously stumped us this year. I trusted him once. Twice, in fact, I trusted him. Once it's won me a championship, and once it completely burned me. So this year, 
not Matt Ryan's year, even though he did have Julio the whole time. He did lose out on Austin Hooper for quite a bit and lost out on Calvin Ridley for three games, but really not going to make up too much ground there based on where we had him ranked and where he finished. You know, it's just he ebbs and flows. He has top stats in the league one year and then dips down to mid-range. So Matt Ryan's Matt Ryan. Next quarterback, 10th-ranked quarterback, Carson Wentz. Talk about injuries. I think that Carson Wentz, I think he quietly got to 10. I don't think he was. It was very uh, obvious that he was the 10th ranked fantasy quarterback this year. We were very high on Carson Wentz. We had him fourth and sixth. You had him fourth. I had him sixth, which ranked him as our consensus number two quarterback. Yeah, and we we also didn't expect him to lose his entire uh, receiving squad, but that's just the way... Yeah, I mean, the Eagles had multiple games where their top four wide receivers were out. I mean, Deshaun Jackson was out after the first week for the whole rest of the year. Um, Nelson Aguilar was in and out. Alshon Jeffrey was in and out. It was a tough year as far as injuries for the Eagles. Ironically, Carson Wentz was pretty healthy. Yes, and it's usually the flip of that. Yeah. Uh, actually, it was to, the playoffs. He went out and got injured. So. Yeah. And for him to reach 10th with that, with having basically almost every B squad wide receiver in there that you could think of is is pretty darn good for me. Yeah, uh, I think that he he would have climbed up a little bit higher, uh, maybe probably to that fifth, sixth range. I think two is a little ambitious but i mean individually we had him fourth and sixth that just averaged out to be our second highest uh rating because we had some major differences on some of our quarterbacks um number nine bit of a disappointment for him uh aaron Rodgers. you had him 10th so that was pretty spot on by you i had him i had him ranked second i mean you know I don't I really don't like Aaron Rodgers. I think he's overrated. Don't get me wrong. No, don't hear what I'm not saying. Like he's a good quarterback, but I don't th- like everyone thinks he's like this best quarterback ever who's played the game. You know, they think he's got these the best throw. Like I would take Peyton Manning, I would take Tom Brady, I would take Joe Montana, I would take Dan Marino. I would take so many quarterbacks over Aaron Rodgers. Like I don't think he's this all-time best player ever. He's good. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, I I just don't see what everyone thinks, what everyone else sees. Like he's a g- good quarterback. He is top five in the league, and I would take him over most other quarterbacks. But I don't think he's in the top five all time. So I think this is going to be a common trend for Aaron Rodgers. Fantasy wise, I don't see him cracking the top five anymore. Devontae Adams is the go to guy, but something has seemed a little off in Green Bay. You know, they said it was Mike McCarthy that was a problem between him and Aaron Rodgers. And I'll tell you what the real problem was when Jordy Nelson left, Aaron Rodgers' fantasy career slowly 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 took a nosedive 
and it hasn't recovered. And so as long as they don't replace Jordy Nelson, Aaron Rodgers is going to continue to slip on my list because I just don't see it getting any better. All right. So you said he can't be top. You don't foresee him being top five. Let me throw a scenario out there. I mean, as it is, Devontae Adams is really their only weapon. What do you think happens? They go sign A.J. Green in this offseason. Yeah, I could he get top five? No, I don't think so, because I think we're at a point in fantasy where, you know, excluding Patrick Mahomes's injury, your top five is basically you've got to find a quarterback that can throw and can give you some yards on the ground. This isn't just well, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is is notably a he can run. He's okay. But he's he's, not, he's above he's very above average. He's not going to be Mahomes. He's not going to be Allen. He's not going to be Jackson. And I think this is the new wave, and that's what he's competing with. And so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put my stock in Aaron Rodgers. I have probably you know looking at this list, uh, there are nine quarterbacks I'd rather have here than Aaron Rodgers. Actually, there might even be. For I'm fantasy not, purposes, I'm not, right? I'm not going to stretch it. There's probably nine, eight or nine quarterbacks I would rather have here than Aaron Rodgers. So Okay. And that's for fantasy purposes you're talking, right? Yeah, I only speak in fantasy, Jim. I live in fa- I live in a fantasy world, so Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> um Okay. Now Let's talk our eighth quarterback. We were very wrong on this one. <laughs> and there's a very uh, – there's there's a reason for it. Kyler Murray finished eighth. We had him consensus 23. I had him 21. You had him 20. And we're going with – it's because he was a rookie with a rookie head coach, and that's really why he was ranked so low for us, right? Yes. And he's got legs, and now we can we can appreciate that. To be honest, for him to finish eighth with that team is beyond me. I'm good on him because that team was absolute trash. Arizona was terrible. I couldn't I couldn't even stand watching what they did to poor David Johnson. Ugh. I think there's a little bit of bitterness there because of that. Uh, you were David Johnson owner, so you're a little bitter about that. I I think that they have some nice pieces down there. I mean, you know, Larry Fitzgerald's a nice safety valve. David Johnson's obviously a nice piece that was starting off the season. Kenyon Drake is not a bad player if you use him correctly. Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk is a is a pretty solid wide receiver. So, you know, they have some pieces. They just are very young. I think that's the issue there. All right. Patrick Mahomes, our consensus number one. We both had him ranked one. As did the whole world. We He finished seventh, but we did mention he was injured. So I'm going to say next year, Patrick Mahomes. Well, honestly, I think everyone's going to rank Lamar Jackson as QB1. I'm probably going to lead toward Patrick Mahomes as QB1 for myself just because I think he's got the history, he's got the pedigree. I'm not saying Lamar Jackson can't do it again. I just don't think Lamar Jackson's going to be at that level. So for me, next year, Patrick Mahomes is still probably going to be QB1 for me. 
I think Lamar's a bit more of an injury risk, and that's why. That's fair. Okay. We're moving on to a James Wiley special. Uh, our number six quarterback, or sorry, fantasy's number six quarterback was Josh Allen. Yep. Your favorite. Uh, I hated Josh Allen, and I still... I still don't like him, which is fine. It's okay. You can hate people, but I'm going to try not to. It's not okay to hate people. It's okay to hate people when in fantasy sense. So the thing is, I'm going to try to be less biased with my feelings when ranking because I really, really, really disliked Josh Allen because you kept hyping the crap out of him and I just couldn't handle it anymore. So I was like, screw this. I'm putting him in the I'm I'm putting him in a coffin and I'm putting him in the ground. <laughs> so in June our preseason rankings were Aaron had Josh Allen 30th and I had him <laughs> 8th. Aaron, you did move him up to about 18 you said before the season. Yeah. So consensus he was our 19 because of that. We had to average it out, but he finished pretty spot on there with Josh Allen. He's got that that cheat code, that rushing, which allowed him to jump up there. He was a solid quarterback all year. He did not lose you games. He did not win you games. He had one week where he was like a great fantasy option. And all the other ones, he was, you know, just pretty solid. So... I don't know if 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 you end up going late round quarterback and you get Josh Allen, who I took with the last pick of the draft or last like second to last pick of the draft. As a joke, as a joke, I ended up dropping him and picking Dak up who didn't get drafted and we haven't even mentioned him yet. He's coming up. So a uh, uh, moment there to talk about how the sixth ranked quarterback and the second ranked quarterback were not drafted in a 10-man league. So keep that in mind with when you think about drafting Lamar Jackson in the second round this year, you people. All right. Our number, well, not our number five, finishing fifth this year, fantasy points, Jameis Winston. We both were not about Jameis Winston. And quite frankly, I don't think anyone really was about Jameis Winston. They were, they kind of knew what Jameis Winston could do. We all kind of knew what he could do. We just didn't know what he would do. And lo and behold, he came out. He was your barely above average quarterback, but he was an on fire fantasy producer. And James, what are we doing about Jameis Winston? How were we so wrong? Well, so so just to for clarity's sake, he finished fifth. We had him at 17, you had him at 21, I had him at 15. And you know, I, I actually thought I was on the high end because, you know, I kind of liked the move to get Bruce Arians and thought that he would be throwing it a lot. I just thought the interceptions would hinder how good he could be scoring wise in fantasy. However, it didn't even and that's with leading the league in interceptions. He still was the fifth ranked quarterback and produced two top five wide receivers, you know, it's just, it was history. And there wasn't a lot of history there of Jameis Winston being a top 10 quarterback. And we took that into account and we, we didn't rank him very highly. 
we looked a little bit more from a football sense than from a fantasy sense, and we just had him ranked a little bit too low by a little bit. I mean, a lot of bit. <laughs> I mean, for, for comparison, I had him ranked a little bit ahead of Tom Brady. I had Brady 16 and I had Winston 15, so I was a little bit confident in him. I just thought that there were 14 better options and there happened to only be four other better options. All right. So that brings us to number four, which is Mr. Deshaun Watson, my personal favorite this year. I didn't have it then, but right before our draft, I did move him up to my one slot. That was the guy I targeted. That was the guy I wanted. He finished fourth. You had it right on the nose for four in June, July, June, when we did this. I had him ranked seventh, neither of us too far off. But again, he, I think on most anybody's list, he was a top three, top four player. So yeah, absolutely. And will be again next year. Yes. Yep. That's pretty, pretty standard stuff. So we'll move on to number three, Uh, Russell Wilson. You had, you're a hater. I was, yes. You're always a hater. You hate Russell Wilson. I do because uh, I don't want to get into it because it's too late for that and I'm just going to get angry and then I won't be able to sleep. So, plus, I I don't want our lovely listeners to start off on the wrong foot thinking I hate everybody. Oh, so you want me to hit mute when I produce this for you? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, Russell Wilson, you had him third. I had him 12th. I really wasn't feeling confident in not just Wilson. This wasn't about Russell Wilson per se, but the Seahawks as an entire organization. They proved me wrong. Chris Carson was effective till the injury. Russell Wilson was effective. DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Both effective. Uh, So I'm not sure. I'm going to rethink that for next year. I'm going to move my bias out of the way from Russell. And, and we're going to get on a better path together. So, number two. Dak Prescott. Who you already mentioned. Yes, I did. I gave a little spoiler before. He was our number two quarterback. I had him in almost every league that I was in. He was kind of my version of Deshaun Watson. Like, you targeted Deshaun Watson a lot. I targeted uh, Dak a lot and was able to get him late in drafts. He was that guy that I targeted. I don't know why, but I feel like I've always targeted Cowboy. Like, I always ended up with Romo, and I always ended up with Dak Prescott. I just, I guess I just target those Cowboys quarterbacks for some reason. Now, you had him 11th, I had him 12th, and that was purely just because there were names, I think, ahead of him that were just going to go earlier. So that's just why I had him ranked there. Like, I was pretty confident that he was going to be a top 10 quarterback, and I, I preached that a lot going into last season and you know he's I don't think he gets the credit that he deserves for fantasy especially but also in in real life so here's my thing about Dak I think this is his peak for fantasy this is his peak season he's never going to finish first he I don't foresee him finishing in the top three again i think he's more of like the five to seven mold i think this was kind of out of the ordinary good quarterback good fantasy quarterback but don't go early on Dak. he's not a 
for lack of a better term, a sexy name. And he'll probably drop pretty far. People will forget that Dak Prescott finished second in fantasy quicker than anyone else, I think, in the entire draft. Yeah, and I think he'll drop back down. I think that he will... I feel like he'll be a fifth to seventh quarterback taken off, though. And I don't think he'll be a late round, as late round selection as he has been the past few years. I think you're going to have to pay up a little bit to get him. I'm talking like round eight, nine, ten, you know, in a in a 16 round draft. He didn't even go in our 10 man league. So I think you are paying up a little bit and you're going to see a drop off, like you said, to that five to seven range because somebody like Patrick Mahomes is going to come up. I, I think Rodgers might bump up a little bit. You know, who knows what goes on with Matt Ryan. So there are a couple co- names that are going to jump him, and he will drop a little bit, and you're going to pay up, so you're going to feel like you got you didn't get value for him. So you just be aware of that, you know? You look for those late-round guys that are going to be valuable. And finally... The number one quarterback, which needs no introduction, but we'll give him introduction anyway, because he was 100% the sleeper pick of the year. The could have been even the pickup of the year. Lamar Jackson, absolutely monster season. He finished one. I had him ranked 17. You had him ranked 22. We were not believers because we just weren't sure if he could prove and do it. And then he literally did it and proved it to both of us and everyone else in the world. And if you had Lamar Jackson, there's a great chance that you were definitely in the playoffs and you oh and, you had to be he was 78 points better yeah, than Dak. and you were in the championship yeah absolutely unfortunately in our league we had somebody with lamar jackson and christian mccaffrey so that was extremely hard to overcome yes so yeah i mean lamar jackson definitely a popular sleeper but you just had to have the stones to take him last year and neither of us did and we're we're gonna I'm assuming you're going to feel the same way with what I'm about to say. We felt the same way about Patrick Mahomes. There's regression that's going to come. So oh, absolutely. don't think this is happening again. Also, this is going to cost probably a second or third round pick. Oh, he's got to go in the second. I think he's going in the second. I think there are some teams that are going to – some leagues, not very expert leagues, but, you know, some – people's work leagues or something like that there he's going to go in the first round yeah in some leagues. he'll go 1.1 or 1.2 somewhere he will and just just be patient if that happens point and laugh just be patient you'll be fine you'll find a qb somewhere else but there will be regression he's still going to be good he will still probably be in my top five for qbs I don't foresee... I think that's around the area where I might see him landing. Yeah, I I could see, like, obviously uh, Mahomes getting in front of him. He's... It becomes... Honestly, it does become very hard to figure out who it might be after that. Probably Watson on your list, yeah, I think. Yeah, Watson, I'd probably move him up, and then maybe Jackson third. He's going to fit right in around there. 
And again, this is just a season that we don't usually see. And if you get a player like this, you've struck gold. Absolutely. And that's what we're here for. We're going to help you find that player. Yeah. And we're going to be more up to date with our rankings than we were last year. We're not going to put them out in June. And then you're going to be like, okay, I guess we're going to go with James and Aaron's rankings from June. We'll get you right up to July 31st and then draft season in August. That's it. So going to throw this at you, put you on the hot seat, all right? Uh, my seat is hot. I can feel it getting warm. You must have been stoking the flames. So you kind of just alluded to this. Your most likely number one quarterback is going to be Patrick Mahomes, right? Yes. Mine as well. So really super early. Super Bowl hasn't even happened yet. Kind of predictions. We think that uh, Patrick Mahomes is a front runner to be number one quarterback what i want from you is a dark horse quarterback a lamar jackson type to be the number one quarterback next year oh god i don't even know if it could happen if you want i'll tell you mine first because i have mine prepared okay go for it my dark horse number one quarterback next year kyler murray okay i could see that game slows down a little bit for him Christian Kirk gets another year under his belt. The other rookie wide receivers he had, Keyshawn Johnson, Hakeem Butler, they get another year under their belt. Maybe they bring a wide receiver in via free agency. I just, I think he's got that chance to be the Lamar Jackson of this, of next year. And I'm going to stick with a quarterback who does, who does like to run. And you're going to have a little crap eating grin come across your face, but if there's anyone who's going to be able to do it, it'll probably be Josh Allen. Oh, I definitely did not think that's what it was going to be. Yeah, but I know that you didn't want – I don't want to say that, but I have to push the negative vibes away, and I have to open my eyes to things, and Josh no, Allen – No, when you when you started talking about me smiling, I thought you were going a different route. Yeah, Tannehill, I know. And it's not <laughs> going to be Tannehill, but it very no, well could be 100% Josh. not. It very well could be Josh Allen. It could, yeah. So I would wait on Allen, and I agree on Murray, because they'll probably fall a little lower than the Mahomes, the Watsons, the uh, uh, Jacksons. And you'll get better value for them. I don't know if you'll get value like you did this year. You're definitely not going to. But No, 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 no. Kyler Murray's going to go high because of the name value. Josh will dip lower. If you want someone who's who I think is going to be much better than he was last year and could surprise someone, I would look at Daniel Jones. Oh, I'm surprised by that. I thought you were going to say Jared Goff because he was your number two quarterback. Yeah, I don't want to talk about Jared Goff. He, he, <laughs> what a letdown. But anyway, Daniel Jones, he's now got uh, Jason Garrett. He's got Saquon back fully healthy. He doesn't mind running. This could be a very, very good upcoming season for him. All right. You heard it here on February 1st. You've got... Kyler Murray got Josh Allen and potentially a little bonus Daniel Jones as three potential quarterbacks to lead the league next year in fantasy points. All right. Last thing we got to do. I know you're a 49ers fan. Is that your pick for Super Bowl? 
I have to. They're my they're my team. I got to stick with them. All right, give me a score. 28-24. 28-24 49ers. Okay. That would be a good game. I would like to see that. I'm going to go ah, I'm going to go 27-17. You know why? And that's uh that's in favor of the Chiefs. And I'm doing that because I'm trying to get my sevens. That's my box and my uh in my pool. You got a pool? I don't have a pool. All right. You can have one of my other you can have my other number. It's nine and four. <laughs> oh great. Yeah, I like that. Fourteen to nine. Yeah. I mean it could happen. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So thanks for bearing with us for our first episode of the What the Fantasy Podcast. If you would like to reach out to us, if you have questions for us you want us to answer, if you have comments or you want to give us ideas for segments that we could do or anything along these lines, you can reach us in a couple different ways. First off, you can go to the website, www.whatthefantasy.weebly.com, or you can reach out to us on Twitter at what the underscore fantasy. Or you can reach out to us on Instagram, what underscore the fantasy, or you can shoot us an email at fantasywhatthe at gmail.com. Also, find us on Facebook. There's a group. All right, everybody. I appreciate it. And we had a great first episode, Jim. I hope this leads to people saying less of what the going into the season. All right. Me too. Catch us next Tuesday with Wide Receivers. Thanks for tuning in to the What the Fantasy podcast. For more fantasy information from Aaron and James, visit www.weebly.whatthefantasy.com.